Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Tell somebody next to you, I declare the glory over your life. Amen. The Bible says we must declare the glory. Praise the Lord. You may take your seats. What a great church. What a great family. Firstly, let me honor the man and woman of God this morning. Thank you for having me here with you this morning. I consider this one of the greatest honors of my life to stand on this platform. I've been following your man of God for a while uh, on social media and his ministry. Always wanted to meet you. And then God just orchestrated that. And in one moment, we became friends. And I, for me, that's the most valuable thing, friendship. And I honor you. I love you. And I've met your wife recently, Pastor Shannon. She's beautiful. She carries such a strong anointing. When she walked into the lounge, I felt mm, there's some heavyweight in the atmosphere right here. And uh, so I want to honor you and your whole family. I love you. You're building a great church here. What a great people here. But can we put our hands together for your man and your woman of God? Come on. What a great people. What a great people. Amen. And then I have my beautiful wife here this morning with me. And uh, she is my pillar. She is my, my rock. She keeps me in line. She's my first and my last. And one and only. Amen. But it's so great to have her here. What a wonderful woman of God. A real prophet. She's uh, written two books already. Just launched a, a book this week as well. So I'm so proud of my wife. And uh, just a great woman of God. So put your hands together for my wife this morning. Praise the Lord. Amen. Love you. Praise God. I have books available in the back there. Dwayne, just give me that quickly. And then I have Dwayne here. One of my spiritual sons and his beautiful wife, Bihanka. They're here serving us today. Here are two books of my wife. One is called Inspired by Grace. This is her latest one. This one came out this week, this pink one. So I want all the ladies to get these books, Inspired by Grace. If you know something about my wife, she spends hours in the presence of God and then she writes from there. And then these things are published in book form. And then this was the first book. This one came out in, in uh, last year, but she wrote it during lockdown when God, when she encountered conversations with the Lord. And this will really bless you. So I want you to give that to two women in the church. And then I wrote a book, two books as well. Thou shalt be debt free. How many of you want to come out of debt? Let me just see that. All right, so you have to get this book. And then this book called Hosting the Supernatural. This is where I write about the supernatural, my encounters. Um, Apostle Maldonado wrote the foreword of that. So you can go and get that all in the back. Dwayne is going to hand it out to you all. I want to get into the Word of the Lord this morning. And uh, we're going to build today. Amen. Are you ready for tonight? Let me just uh, quickly make sure that I've got the right people in the house. They're in the back. Let me see. Are you going to be here tonight? That section. Are you going to be here? Amen. Tonight we're going to pray for people. We're going to trust God for miracles signs, wonders. I just preached in Lanasia Friday night and we had 83 creative miracles in five minutes. 
So that's how the power of God works through my life. We just see miracles, miracles, miracles. Tonight, if you know of somebody that's sick, that needs a miracle, or somebody that needs a financial breakthrough, or a breakthrough in their lives, any type of miracles, tonight will be that night. We will have time to flow in that. So I want you to invite your friends. Send 10 WhatsApp messages to friends today and invite them to the church tonight. We're going to pack out this place. We're going to prophesy. We're going to pray for the sick. We're going to do everything God wants us to do. Amen. So that will be at 5 p.m. tonight. Let's get the people here. I believe God has got a word for you. I'm going to speak on, on miracles and I believe miracles are going to manifest in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. I need to know what's my time limit. What time has I finished? 25 past. Let's take our Bibles. Let's go to the book of Haggai chapter 2. Haggai chapter 2 verse 6 to verse number 9. Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 14. And Isaiah 60 verse 1 and 2. Those will be the three scriptures for this morning. Haggai chapter 2 verse 6 to 9. For the sake of time, I'm just going to start reading. It says, For thus say of the Lord of hosts, once more in a little while, I will shake heaven and earth, the sea and the dry land. I will shake all nations, and they shall come to the desire of all nations, and I will fill this temple with glory. Empowered church, says the Lord of hosts. The silver is mine, the gold is mine, says the Lord of hosts. The glory of this latter temple shall be greater than the former, says the Lord of hosts. And in this place I will give peace, says the Lord of hosts. The glory of God is part of the end time agenda. I'm not preaching about the glory of God this morning because I've got nothing else to preach about. I'm preaching about the glory of God for the simple reason that it's on the agenda of God for the end time move of the Spirit. And there are five parts to the end time agenda of God. Five dynamics, five parts of this agenda on God. The first thing is that the shaking will come. How many of you know that the world has been shaken? Since 2020, the world has been shaken. Families have been shaken. Churches have been shaken. Businesses have been shaken. Churches have been shaken. People have been shaken all over. It's not from God, but that it was a shaking that took place around the world. Then the second part of this agenda is after the shaking, so we all agree that shaking took place, right? The second thing that now needs to take place is revival. That's the part of that we are moving into. Revival is now coming and it's not gonna be for the whole church, it's gonna be for the remnant church. It's not gonna be for everybody. And I'm here this morning and I'm standing under the fear of the Lord to tell you that you are the remnant church. I am ministering in hundreds, thousands of churches in my life. This church will, I'm telling you today, not because it's you, you are under the top five churches that knows how to carry the glory of God. And I'm telling you, there can happen a revival in this place today. There's a revival atmosphere in the house. I'm telling you, you, you sense it with a thermostat in the spirit. And so revival must come. It's for the remnant church. 
Say, I'm part of the remnant. The word remnant so beautiful. It means a survivor. Uh, how, well, we all survived the shaking. We are the remnant. You've survived recession. You've survived the shaking. So you're part of the remnant. The word remnant means survivor. It means residue. And I love this one. It means a supernatural breed. A remnant person does not look like another person. His worship is different. When he worships, things happen. A remnant person, when he gives, he doesn't tip. He's a giver. He's a kingdom financier. Noah was a remnant person. He did something that no one else has done in his whole life. When God said to him, you shall build an ark, he didn't even know what a boat looks like. But he built for 120 years and he became the remnant. He became a survivor of that flood. Enoch was a remnant. Jesus was a remnant. I'm speaking to the remnant this morning that you are different. Your worship will be different. Your church will be different. Your giving will be different. Your preaching will be different. The miracles will be different because we are a supernatural breed. And I want to speak to businessmen this morning that you're going to do business differently and you're going to see things differently in a different dimension because you are the remnant. Say, I'm the remnant. Shout it, I'm the remnant. So we are a supernatural breed. They are just different. And God is speaking to the remnant church because the revival that's coming will be a different revival. It's not going to be like the 1950s where we saw miracles and the 1960s when we saw the prophetic and the 1970s when we saw, you know, this whole pastoral movement coming up in the 1990s, the word of faith. In the year 2000, we walked into a celebrity movement, unfortunately. But I believe after 2020, we are getting back into the realm of the glory of God. And I'll touch on this. The revival that's coming will not be identified as a prophetic revival, miracle revival, word of faith revival. It will be an all-inclusive move of the Holy Ghost where God will move in one meeting, in one time, in every aspect of our lives. Amen. So the third dimension, the first one is the shaking, second one, revival. Thirdly, a harvest of souls is coming. And God's gonna empower believers to gather in the harvest. Telling you, you're going to see souls saved by the thousands in this move of God. And the fourth part of this end time agenda of God is that there will be an end time glory manifested. This is where we're going. This is where I feel the church of Jesus is going and we're preparing the way for that. And fifthly will be the coming of the Lord. The Lord is not coming back for an anointed church. It's coming back for a glorious church. And so we have to usher in the glory of the Lord. Amen. Now look what the Bible says in Haggai chapter 2 verse 14. For the earth will be filled with the knowledge, the understanding of what? The glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. There is a big deficit in the body of Christ about the glory of God. We think the glory is the anointing and we think the glory is the presence. We think the glory is smoke or whatever. And because we don't understand, we don't have knowledge about the glory of God. When it manifests, we don't acknowledge it and we don't recognize it. 
And so if you don't acknowledge or recognize something, it moves on. It will not stay there. So when the glory comes, we have to know that's the glory of God. Once we know that's the glory, we can usher in the glory and then we can live in that. Now, Isaiah chapter 60, last verse. Arise, shine, for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth and deep darkness the people, but the Lord will arise over you and His glory will be seen upon you. Say this with me, with your right hand raised. Say, the glory of the Lord will be seen upon me. So the scripture clearly says that the glory of God is visible. It's not something mystical. It's not something of smoke or whatever. The glory of God shall be seen upon you. So we have the glory of God within us and the glory of God upon us. I believe, like I said in the beginning, there will be a remnant church, a remnant people that will be carriers of the glory of God. In the midst of darkness, you will shine. You will start radiating the glory of God in your life. So there are four dimensions to the supernatural power of God. Let me speak to you about that. The word supernatural means above and beyond. We go above the natural into the supernatural, above the natural. So your bank manager will tell you, you have 20 years to pay off your home loan. That is natural. When the supernatural comes upon that, time is out of the equation. And while you sit here, God can cancel your home loan right now. Come on, how many of you can believe that that can happen? I was sitting in a meeting like this four months ago. We, we, we bought a home. My wife and myself, we bought a home and we started building this house and we took a loan on this, on, this, on this home and we moved in in March of this year into our home, our dream home. So we moved in there, we had a bond on this and I, I said to my wife, we need to sow into somebody who's got a bond so that we can get out of this thing very quickly. We are not going to pay 20 years. We're not going to pay 10 years. We're going to let the supernatural come upon this. We found a person. We sowed for three months. We made a commitment. For three months, we're going to sow. We're going to pay your bond. And that's what we did. The third month, Tuesday morning, my wife transferred the last payment. That was the morning on that Tuesday morning. That evening, Tuesday night, I was sitting in a service like this. Before I went up to preach, I opened my phone and here's a message that says, Dear Mr. Van Avestazen, your home loan is now paid in full. In three months, the supernatural came above the natural and time was taken out of the equation. You better know that you're gonna sow supernatural seeds that will activate supernatural results. You have to put faith in that thing. So the supernatural goes above the natural. The doctor may tell you you have three months to live, but when the supernatural comes upon that, God gives you extended life. God comes and He breathes life into you. That is what the supernatural does. It takes time out of the equation. It takes matter out of the equation. In other words, people 
things that are uh, impossible for man becomes possible for God. We, uh, we were in Durban just now recently and I prayed for a woman. Well, I didn't pray for the glory of God touch her. And she came to the front to testify what the Lord has done. She did not have an eardrum. And for 27 years, born like that, death, totally death. In the realm of the glory, God created eardrums, everything, and she could hear perfectly. That is what the realm of the glory does. I was in a meeting, I was in a meeting with Maldonado, Pastor Maldonado, and um, he preached and they brought the testimonies to the front. The little, there was a nine-year-old girl standing on the stage the mother said this, she says, while we were standing here, there, my girl cannot speak normally. Although she's nine years, she's only got the ability of a two-year-old. She's retarded, is that the right English word, right? And then, but when the glory of God came, she turned to her mom and she says, look here. And her mom looks at that. She had a whole burn mark on her face right here. So they asked, what happened? She's, and when they put the microphone to this nine-year-old that's supposed to be a two-year-old, she started speaking as a nine-year-old, fluently, nothing wrong. And she said, she said this, I was standing there and I felt the burnt mark coming upon me. And God in the glory operated on that child and gave her a brand new brain, brand new, come on, neurosystem right there in the realm of the glory. Nothing is impossible, nothing. And so the four dimensions of the Spirit of God is very important we understand this. And so the first dimension of the supernatural is faith. Say faith. Faith is the first dimension. Without faith, we cannot enter into the realm of the supernatural. By faith, we do the works. By faith, miracles happen. By faith, we enter in. By faith, we came this morning. By faith, we come expectant for a move of God tonight. So by faith, everything operates. That's the entry point. Nothing happens without faith. Faith operates like this. Faith operates by the law of expectation. So how do I activate faith in my life? I need to start expecting. Expectation is the breeding ground for miracles. If I don't expect something, I'm not gonna get it. By faith, I expected my home to be paid off. By faith, I believe God's gonna do miracles. By faith, we will see a revival in this nation. By faith, Empowered Church will be in every city in this nation. By faith, we access that, moving that. By faith, you will have the best month of your life. Thank you for two people, three people. Come on, by faith, we access by faith. I expect it. I expect my miracle, I expect it. That's faith. The second dimension of, of the supernatural is the anointing. The anointing is beautiful. I love the anointing so much. The anointing operates by the law of supply and demand. So if you don't place a demand, there's no supply. The woman with the issue of blood, she had to go and touch the hem of his God. When she placed a demand, Jesus said, who touched me? They said, everybody's touching. He says, no, 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 somebody has placed a demand on me. I have prayed for 
thousands of people, you pray for people, lay hands upon them and you feel like a backlash, like somebody's hitting you back because when you lay hands upon them and they don't place a demand, it comes back to me. So you feel the supply and the demand. The anointing operates like that. When your man of God preach, you have to place a demand on him. If you don't place a demand, there's no supply. You'll sit here and walk out of here, nothing has happened. So you need to have a supply and demand. That's how the anointing of God works. And the third dimension is the dimension of the glory of God. This is where we are. The glory of God works on the law of hunger. If you're not hungry for the glory of God, it will not manifest. The glory of God is very powerful. In the, in the realm of the glory of God, things happen that you, it's totally out of your control. So in the, in the dimension of the anointing, I have to work for God, if that makes sense. So God will tell me, lay your hands on the sick, I will go and I will lay hands on the sick and they get healed. That's in the realm of the anointing. When the glory of God comes, God says, get out of the way. I'm gonna to touch the person in the back, on the property, wherever, and no one touches them. I touch them. That's when the glory of God comes. That is when there is no person involved. And that's where the church needs to go because I feel the church has become stuck in the level of the anointing. Who's gonna prophesy for me? Who's gonna pray for me? Who's gonna lay hands upon me? Somebody must lay hands upon me. And we're all so addicted to man, but God says in this end time move, the fourth phase, I am gonna remove man and I'm gonna have my own way in my church and it will be my glory and I will not share my glory. And God will build this church and they're gonna say, how did you get so many people in the church? I, I don't know. How are you growing the church? Give us the formula. Then you know you're in the glory. God is busy building the church. God is busy adding to the church. God is busy doing things. That's in the realm of the glory. In the dimension of the glory, man is not involved. We see the power of God. These miracles that we see across the nation right now is not in the realm of the anointing. Um, my assignment is, my mandate is to bring the church out of that dimension into the realm of the glory and say, look what the glory looks like because the glory of God is visible. Mary and Martha stood next to Jesus and He said, do you believe? First dimension, yes. All right, now I'm gonna pull you into this. He says, if you believe, you will see my glory. Moses said, Lord, show me your glory. That means it's visible. Everything about the glory of God is a visible sign. Isaiah chapter 60, and the glory of the Lord shall rise upon you. It shall be seen upon So in the anointing, we pray for the sick. In the glory, sickness is not allowed. In the anointing, we have to cut off giant's heads. In the realm of the glory, when the glory hits, Demons manifest, they run. They cannot stand in the presence of the glory of God. And I'm telling you today, I release the glory of God to your life. That whatever's happening at home, I don't know what's happening at home, but when you get home today and you become a carrier of the glory of God, demons have to back up, generational curses has to be broken, things have to shift over your life because you're gonna be a carrier of the glory of God. 
Shout, I'm a carrier of the glory. Hallelujah. I've seen our businessmen, they enter into business and they do, it, they do business in the realm of glory. Church in the realm of glory. And so the realm of glory is the realm of hunger. Come God, more, show me, do me more. And then the fourth dimension is the dimension of the presence of God. Now the anointing is not the glory and the glory is not the anointing. So is the glory, not the presence. And the presence is not the glory. It's different aspects. So let me explain this and give it a clear example. This morning, Dwayne just took those books and he gave it out to you. That is my goodness. It is my heart for you. That is my glory. My attributes, my character, my nature, that is what makes the glory of God. What is God's nature and His character? It's healings, miracles, signs, wonders, joy, deliverance. That is who He is. That's His nature. That is His character. So when we say the glory comes, you will see the character of God revealed. Things will happen because that's what He does. So I could have given those books. I, I, I could have sent a video clip this morning and not be here and just say, please just play this video clip and preach to you about the dimensions of the glory of God. And you could have seen the glory of Nikki here. But I came in person. So my glory is here, but the presence of Nikki is also here. So when I say the presence of God is here, that means Jesus is here. And then His glory comes. His character comes, His nature comes, His attributes come. So when we, if the church can get to the place of the presence of God, we no longer just want the glory, the good things of God. We now say, thank you for your character. Thank you for your nature. But we want the panim. We want the face-to-face -face encounters with God. Give us Jesus. Give us your presence. It's all about Him. I believe if we're going to see a move of the Spirit of God, we're going to have to do transitions. In the natural, there's so many transitions taking place. The queen just died, we saw that. Transitions, changing of the gods are taking place. Kingship is taking place. I've seen churches all over, transitions are taking place all over because the latter glory is coming and the transition must take place that we exit out of the realm of the anointing into the realm of the glory and from the glory we're going to see the presence of the Lord. How many of you are hungry for the presence and the glory of God? Would you please stand to your feet this morning? The presence of God, the law on the presence of God works like this. Faith, expectation. The anointing, supply and demand. Glory, hunger. Presence, surrender. You have to surrender everything if you want to see and have a face-to-face -face encounter with God. Would you lift your hands? I want to release it over you this morning. Father, I release 
upon this church, upon everyone here today, the transition to the latter glory. Let the latter glory be greater than the former. May we have a desire like never before for the presence of God. Every hand that's lifted this morning, I pray that they will have a sovereign encounter with God that the presence, the panim, the face-to-face encounter of God come upon their lives in Jesus' Name. Now, Lord, I stir and activate a hunger like never before. In Jesus' Name. Say this with me. Say, Holy Spirit, Heavenly Father, activate me in the realm of the supernatural. I hunger for Your glory. I surrender my life to be a carrier of your presence. Let your glory arise upon me. From this moment on, I'll be a carrier of your presence, a carrier of your glory. In Jesus' Name, I believe miracles and signs and wonders shall follow me all the days of my life. In Jesus' Name, I give You the glory from this day on, Lord. In Jesus' Name, now give God a good praise here this morning. Come on, give Him a good praise.